Okay, um, welcome to episode two of the um, Hub World podcast, still pending an official name, um, but for now we will be going with the Hub World podcast, um, but stay tuned for rebranding. Um, we wanted to jump the gun on some pretty big gaming news that um, was um, released today. Um, which I'm sure many of you have read about, um, which is the Star Wars brand of games um, finally extending out beyond um, EA exclusivity for the first time in eight years, was it, Mateo? Yes, eight years of EA owning Star Wars, or developed Star Wars games uh, coming to an end. It is... I'm celebrating right now like the Gungans did at the end of episode one. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting time. Um, so, we'll, I think we'll just, so, we'll reintroduce who we are, because not everybody's here today. So, I'm Jules from the Hub World. I'll be participating today. I am Mateo. And I am Riley, the resident EU expert here. Yes, the um, EU, which I have a very fun name for. I'll kill you. um (laughs) well let's let's start before we kind of get into the bulk um just kind of going over ea's history with star wars games so um just like catch up anybody listening um ea about eight years ago um creo they signed a deal um with disney um and Lucasfilm to have exclusive rights to produce and develop Star Wars video games. Um, And um, it was a little bit controversial because EA is a little bit of a controversial um, developer within the gaming community. And all we can say is they didn't really do a good job with Star Wars. Um, in the eight especially, years they've no go yeah. ahead. Yeah, oh, especially I was just chip in. Especially after like prior to signing the deal, when Disney bought Star Wars, they shut down Lucas Arts, and they made phenomenal Star Wars games. And since that, basically after that point, signing Star Wars off to EA, that kind of set the tone and locked Disney into this deal or into working with EA for this set period of time that we didn't know. So there, and there was no clear direction that they were taking star Wars. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was, I I just want to give a shout out. I think most of the developers didn't really do all that much with the IP, but I shout out to respawn for making such a fantastic one. Yeah. That's like the only clear, like, (laughs) Jedi Fallen Order is like the only clear like hit. Like the only big hit that had really no controversy. And I guess Squadrons to a lesser extent, but like Yeah, but yeah. Squadrons wasn't really like yeah. Squadrons was good. I've I bought Squadrons and I played it in VR and it was a cool experience, but like it's not a full game experience and it's pretty lackluster um all things considered. Like it could be so much more. Um, and it's good. Like that—that's all I can say. It's—it's a, it's a good game. 
Um, but considering EA had the the license for Star Wars games for eight years, like they didn't really do much. Like mm-hmm. first two Battlefront games, like I still like swear stand by like the gameplay wasn't the issue with either Battlefront game. Like I I really enjoyed the reboot of the new Battlefront games in terms of just playing. But there was like so much missed opportunities, so many poor decisions with microtransactions and like content they chose to include in the game and not include in the game. And it was just, it felt like a half attempt that they were never really able to um, rectify. It was just, they, they drug, they dragged um, that Battlefront name yeah. through the mud. Yeah. 2014. Was the first one the first EA Battlefront? That was twenty fourteen. It was the same year as um twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was same year as Force Awakens because they had that Jakku tie. Oh yes, yes, yeah, twenty fifteen. Then yeah, I remember being so hyped for that game. We were at PAX <laughs> that one year, Riley. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Riley, that. Gino, sure. and I, and Riley's brother, who might be on a podcast later down the the road. We were in the this this symphony theater, and they played the trailer in there, and I just remember getting chills by like. Obviously, they put their best tr- footage in the trailer to make you want to buy the game, but like, it it looked so unreal, and like that was in the era of like last generation of games where like, Battlefront could have been like the first real big, heavy hitter game that was only on then that the the next generation of systems, and. It could have just, like you said earlier, it could have just been so much more. And I feel like they they had so many, they 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 had so many missed opportunities with that game, with their content rollout and just general lack of content, to be honest, and, and player customization. And it just, yeah, I could talk for hours about that. I, Those old yeah. OG Battlefront games are so good. At that PAX, not only did we see that trailer, though, we actually got to play it. It was at that pl- the PlayStation booth, if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> the one TV. It was on one TV, and there was like yep. people all day, like camping around the Sony booth that trying small to play that green like yeah. uh, PVE mission thingy. Those, those, those weren't even great, honestly. Like those kind of sucked. Those types of missions. Not a uh, fan. But of those. the thing is, like I, like there's so much good from the Battlefront games. Like I still remember like like the new ones, right? Like I, I remember playing like the hero battles and things like that with like all of you and some of our other friends and like the campaign in Battlefront two was pretty engaging and um there were definitely good aspects. It's just as with everything with EA, it's just it's clear that the corporate meddling is is just way too much of an influence. And it just it just destroys everything. Um, not to mention the fact that EA had the property for, like, they had licensing for Star Wars for eight years, and not once did they give it back to Bioware, who arguably have made some of the best Star Wars games in existence, um, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. But, like, it just, it's like they didn't even make good choices. Like, the. I'm glad that the exclusivity has has now branched out. I'm like I'm I'm glad that Lucas um it's called Lucasfilm Games is that what they're calling it now the new yes. LucasArts game. Yeah. 
That's yeah. um, Lucasfilm Games, the new like branding of Star Wars um, mm. games and licensing. I'm glad that they're still like allowing EA to continue with some of their series because, like we said, like Jedi Fallen Order, like it worked out. It was good. Respawn did a good job with it. So it's good that they'll get to continue with that. But I also think it's positive that they're going to branch out and let other developers try their yeah. hand at using arguably one of the most um, important um, IP in media. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they have other stuff in the works too, like like because they're clearly going to make more Jedi Fallen Order games. Oh, but for I'm sure. sure. They have we already know a at EA that are probably working on other things. But probably. Like, they had so I, I I from what I can remember it was literally just the two Battlefront games. They had a mobile game, Squadrons and Jedi Fallen Order. So five games from EA is like one of the biggest studios in or the biggest biggest developers in video games and they only put up five games in 8 years. So hey, didn't they do a bunch of uh didn't they do more Lego Star Wars games? Uh I think that was the only EA. Lego Star Wars game that they came out. Them? No, no, no. No. Cuz those those are from Traveler's Tales which are owned by Warner Bros. Warner Bros Interactive and they have like the pre-existing contract. Uh, like Disney had to honor yeah. anything that was signed before their deal with EA. So Lego Star Wars yeah. was part of that. But um they even can't like they had a game coming out, a third person action adventure game developed by the Visceral Games or Visceral that and they've been shut down. They were the team that made Dead Space. And it was led by like ex Naughty Dog um, uh, employees and they, it was apparently a very talented team. They got a few years into development and then the project got cancelled and like that from what I read about it, I don't want to delve too much into it because it's it's a long story development process of that game but like it sounded really promising it probably would have been better than jedi fallen order and jedi fallen order was an excellent game so well in sake of time like i think we should probably move through this um so i think we forgot the most important thing though is the reason why we're having this discussion is that it was announced that Ubisoft is making an open world Star Wars game and that they're not dis yeah, and so Disney is has not extended their exclusivity deal with uh EA with and EA. actually Disney said they're gonna be ma- Ubisoft is gonna be making multiple Star Wars games as well. Yeah. But not exclusively. And I, think we should, I think we should talk about the Ubisoft game. Um kind of in the bulk of our discussion. Um, All right. And so something we wanted to try was um, for like the podcast moving forward is um, if any of you used to follow the hub world before when we were just a blog, um, we love doing like top tens and favorite games and things like that um, ranking. So we thought like, when we have a topic like this, like we're talking about Star Wars, let's do something Star Wars that we can share about ourselves just as an icebreaker so that you can get to know us as individuals as well. So before we move on to like the future of Star Wars and gaming, let's talk about the past of Star Wars gaming. So um, favorite Star Wars game from each of us. Talk about it a bit, debate, whatever we want. Um, I, either of you want to start? Um. Well, for me, 
I'm a huge fan of of Star Wars in general, movies, TV shows, games. But my first exposure to Star Wars game to Star Wars in general, like for whatever reason, I didn't watch Star Wars growing up. I I was more into <laughs> I was more into other other franchises and just playing games. But like I I didn't watch a lot of live action movies or anything like that. But even though like we grew up and like the prequels were coming out, like it was, for, I just for whatever reason never got into it. My first exposure to Star Wars, and what made me a fan of Star Wars, and I know Riley doesn't like this, are the Lego Star Wars games. But they're making more Lego Star Wars games, so like I'm not saying those are the best, and I don't want like, <laughs> but that's my background. But after the Lego Star Wars games came out, and we, my brother and I, saved up money to buy Xbox 360. The third game we bought on that console was Star Wars Force Unleashed. And I remember at the time, like, Star Wars Force Unleashed, like, Lego Star Wars got me into Star Wars, and then we watched all the movies and stuff. I was obsessed with Revenge of the Sith. It had come out a few years prior, and the whole idea that Darth Vader had a secret apprentice between the events of Episode 3 and Episode 4, and he was basically, like, a proto-inquisitor, like, the inquisitors didn't exist yet, but, like, um, this Vader's apprentice would go out and kill Jedi, like, I think Shock T was in the, the, the game, you kill Shock T, and then, yeah. like, the DLC was incredible, it was like... And who can the... forget Maris Brood? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Maris Brood. And Popular like, enough, this... uh, Jedi to have, um, her lightsaber hilt in the Disney, um, <laughs> Star Wars Disney. store, despite like Disney way Land, more popular yeah. Jedi not having it. Yep. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah, the um, just the story was was awesome. Like General Coda, like I hope he comes back in the new like Star Wars universe or like the rebooted Star Wars universe. Well, here's the and like, I, can I chime in there just because I, I think it's relevant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Rom Coda will come back in the new Star Wars universe because I do think they kind of like took his characterization and adapted his story in Star Wars Rebels with Kanan Jarrus. Um, I think they they kind of took elements from Force Unleashed and put it into Star Wars Rebels. Um, so I don't know if Ram Koda will come back, but continue. And like, and like also like the whole like the way you could customize your character in that game, like you could kind of make him a, you can make him more you can make him a complete Jedi. You can make him a Sith if you want. You can customize your lights, your kyber crystal, your costumes. Like it felt, and, and like the gameplay at the time. I I think I've gone back and replayed it once or twice since then. It doesn't necessarily hold up. It's a bit jittery and janky a little bit, but just like having the the force meter there and like all the cool force powers you see in the movies plus more like saber throw force repulse you can do force yeah. lightning like it, it's really cool and it's it kind of you feel like it's the first star wars game that really made me feel like a jedi or a yeah. Sith that i've played i, I agree if like, i, I, I have yep yeah. in regards to make being able to have a lot of choices of light and dark and having a customizable lightsaber uh there's one there's a franchise you should probably look into so yeah, well, but 
just before I think I think I know what game you're gonna mention. I think we're gonna segue into that. But yeah, we should just yeah. Force Unleashed for me, like it was excellent game. Force Unleashed two, they kind of missed the boat on that one, but uh, also shout out to Republic Commando. And with yeah. that, I'm gonna I'm Atta gonna pass boy. it off to Riley because I know what he's gonna talk oh, wait, about before now. You... Before we pass off to Riley, I just want to chime in on the Force Unleashed stuff. Um, okay. Although I'll I'll leave a nice little segue for you, Riley, because I think I know where you're headed. Um, so, like Force Unleashed for me was my first Star Wars experience in gaming as well. But the funny thing for me was I didn't own like what you would consider like one of the HD consoles at the time that it came out. So I actually played the Wii version which is a completely different game <laughs> than the 360 <laughs> PS3 game. And That's I, a fantastic I, multiplayer, though. Yeah, some fantastic, terrible I thought multiplayer. that was the only difference. Um, I thought that was the only no, difference. Like the, I didn't know like, but the, the game, game itself, itself was different. But the game itself, because like, the Wii is so much worse in terms of um, power that it was essentially just a completely, like, it was a different dev and a different like team that made that version. So the story followed the same story and like the levels were the same, but like the the game was a and a completely different game. Um and it was fun cuz like of course like that's when the motion controls on Wii had first come out, so it was like cool like using your lightsaber with your shaking motion tech and your like force powers with your non-track and like that was cool. Um and I love the skill trees and all the things you're saying. Um and I really enjoyed the game. Um and then I remember, like, years later, I played the 360 version, and I was blown away by how good it was in comparison to the yeah. garbage I had played. And it was still a good you game. You had that still... experience from day one if you had a, a piece of on, PS3 or 360. Yeah, and on Wii, yeah. it was still good on Wii. Like, it wasn't a bad game, but it was, like, like a 6-7. Like, it was, like, a decent game. But, like... I really like when I play on 360, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And there were way more options for like lightsabers and like the force powers, especially were the big thing. Like the four, yep. the force powers were so dumbed down on, mm-hmm. um, on Wii because of, um, because of like the physics engines and things like that. Right. So like, it was like incredible playing that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it was a really cool game and I really appreciated the fact that, you could really feel like a Jedi or a Sith, which is something when I played Jedi Fallen Order was difficult because, like, for me, I love playing as a Sith more than a Jedi, and it was hard not having that choice. Um, Speaking of choosing Jedi or Sith, Riley? Oh, I just wanted to give a little preface by saying um, I think I might have a little bit more of a storied history with Star Wars than either of you because I was... Yes, you do. I was definitely as they once said in the video i was raised on the star wars you were raised on the eu on on the eu as well but i was gonna say one of my oldest memories of actual like cinema was when i was like three or four and i was at my aunt's house and my cousins were watching empire strikes back and i remember being scared to scared to hell of the wampa yeah Yeah, so that was was fun that was my first star wars I remember crying because one of my friends wanted to go see Attack of the Clones at the theater and I didn't want to see it, so I cried and then we all went to go see E.T. instead. All right, I hate you even more now. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The game... Like, I'll say this about both the 1 and 2, but Knights of the Old Republic is 
probably my favorite series in Star Wars, uh, Star Wars games at least, um, and specifically two. And not just for the gameplay, but the choice and that the universe they built is fantastic. But what I like about two more so than any other Star Wars game, or I maybe not books, because books they do delve into that tone sometimes. But what I love about Kotor two is the tone of it. It's uh, it's not afraid to go very dark. It has a different paradigm compared to the rest of the Star Wars franchise. It's not nearly as involved with the black and white of Jedi and Sith. It's a lot more willing to go into the gray of everything, which I appreciate. Yeah. As somebody who just yeah, recently yeah. played it, like with Riley, like we just did a playthrough, like After I agree, like trying to get you to play it. Yeah, like that game was like definitely the tone was so different from like your typical Star Wars, right? And like Star Wars, most Star Wars media is so samey, and like I love Star Wars, um, and I you can give me the same kind of beats over and over again, I'll eat it up. But having something fresh was also cool. Um, trying to think what else I did want to also give a shout out, like as Mateo did, I want to give a shout out to Republican because that's not only is it a fantastic game, but it spawned probably my favorite book series in Star Wars. But uh yeah, that's uh okay. I wanna to go too that's far a good, into it. Good choice. I wanna give a shout out though, yeah. like don't sleep on Jedi Fallen Order. Like Jedi no, no, Fallen no. Order is really, really, really good. And yeah. It's if you don't ha- <clears throat> if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It's on there through EA Play for free. Play it. It's really good. You won't regret it. If you like Star Wars and you like action adventure games, it's like it. I it's was one of my favorite games of last year, and yeah. I think I'm willing to say right now it's my favorite Star Wars. You know what? Force Unleashed deserves recognition, but I think over time I'll probably. I'll eventually, and probably on a, upon another playthrough, I'll probably say Jedi Fallen Order is my favorite Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so my very first Star Wars game, I was wrong, was not the Wii Force Unleashed. It was actually the Game Boy Advance version of Lego Star Wars 3, which by far is the best Star Wars game in existence. Um, Hey, I poured then, so many hours. Yeah, I'm, by that I'm logic, of course kidding. My I'm first Star Wars kidding. game was Lego Star Wars Two for GameCube. <laughs> um, I'm of course like I'm of course kidding. Although Lego yeah. Star Wars games are pretty good, um, but I think like mine, mine definitely like was between a couple and like Force Unleashed is definitely one like I would consider up there. Um, but just for the sake of having a different. Um, shout out! I'll I'll say the original Star Wars Battlefront two, um, and I I didn't yes. own it as a kid, so I never played it. It was more like something like I would go over my best friend's house and he had it, and he had a PS two, and I didn't have a PS two, um, and it was when I was just into Star Wars, and literally all we would do is we would load up Java's palace or whatever um the 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 cantina level where you could play as all the heroes and we would have a hero battle. And it was so fun to just jump around as Yoda, who was like broken because nobody could hit him. He was so small. And then like fly around as <laughs> Boba Fett and like run around as Dooku. And it was just cool because like you get to play as all these characters that are so iconic to these films. Um, And that's not something we always get to do in Star Wars games, to be honest. Like that's, I think one of the shortcomings with, um, 
I think that's one of the shortcomings with a lot of Star Wars games is that they don't really adapt the films and they don't really follow stories that the the films go over. Um, so you end up playing as these fun original characters, which is great, but you don't always get to play as the characters you know and love already. Um, so I really did appreciate that of the original Battlefront is that um, you could do that. Um, and I also did appreciate one thing I really appreciate about the original Battlefront that was a shortcoming of the new battlefronts was that they tried to be accurate with what, like which stages certain heroes could appear on. Cause I hated that in the new one where it's like prequel, prequel, like Gung, not Gungan city prequel, like Naboo castle or whatever, but like Ray can show up and I'm just like, this is like, this takes yeah. me out of the immersion. Or like, I, 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 why is a character from episode nine? showing up in an episode one timeline like they should have like streamlined which heroes you could play as and that's what i appreciated about the original as well as the story was pretty good to be fair though in battlefront 2 every map was playable in either in either era yeah that's fair um also um, just a little and battlefront 2 also opened um the door to one of my favorite games, which is Lord of the Rings Conquest, which I've played oh. so many times. Where it's if you haven't played it, it's essentially Star Wars Battlefront, the old style, but with Lord of the Rings characters and, and super there's, unbalanced. It's super unbalanced and it's like to unbalance to the point where like in the Minds of Moria level, if you're the heroes and you and you get access to the hero character, you get Gimli. But if you're the villains, you get the Balrog of Morgoth, and he's, like, huge, and can just take out the whole map, and it's so funny. Uh, brilliant game. So good. Um, but enough about that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I would give my mind to us. The original Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, okay, I think we can start thinking about our main topic. So, the main topic of today's podcast actually is um um what was it again sorry i just had a little bit of a brain our fart. hopes and expectations for new games given yes the, yes uh, the future the of the star- yeah the future of star wars gaming so like games we want to see like maybe developers we want to see take on star wars the types of things we want to see now that um ea doesn't have their greedy little hands all over star wars as a property um where can where can we see what kind of games do we want to see? So does anybody oh, want to start so that up? Like, so uh, why don't you give us start with one of mine? So given that we were just talking about Republic Commando and that we know Ubisoft now is working on a game, I know it won't be the the game they're working on is very likely not to be the the thing I want. But my hope is for Republic Commando to one day be rebooted, and I would mm-hmm. love to have the Rainbow Six team work on that just to give the same yeah. sort of tactical tactical visceral. Um, team-based shooter that Republic Commando mm-hmm. kind of gave. That was... I was thinking... I, I I want them to reboot Republic Commando, and I was thinking that the the Siege... Well, yeah, the Rainbow Six team specifically, like, they would be... Uh, they would be... Yeah, I, I, I think that would be my preference as well. And, like... If they ever, but, you know, got around to doing games other than Siege. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Yeah, well... They would have to also have a. I think a lot of Star Wars games need to have a single player component, though. Oh, absolutely! I want it to be and and multiplayer. Rainbow like, Six obviously, before Siege always had a single player yeah. campaign. Well, Siege is the only one I've played, but like, oh, fair I think 
um, that the, you you bring the audience in to play the campaign, and then they stick around for the multiplayer. That's the strategy that they need to go with for Republic Commando. And um, and then, but the thing is, Ubisoft's team that's making the this new game that was announced today, that is the division, the division team, right? Yeah, uh, from what I understand, it's division. I'm not sure if it's Division Two's team or the one that worked on Division One specifically. I'm gonna look into whether they were the same team or not. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, making some division involved there. Um. But I think for me, like my my favorite types of games are third person, uh, or third person like action adventure type games, and Ubisoft does make like the Assassin's Creed series has gone a lot better lately, and Ubisoft are the kings of making those types of games. How cool Have would you? it be? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Actually, finish your thought, Mateo. No, I was going to say, like, have... I I don't know. Like, I just want a... Probably a Ubisoft Montreal-made Assassin... Or or not Assassin's Creed. A Star Wars game. The thing is, I would want it to fit... Like, the thing is, obvious time, if you want to have, like, a stealthy sort of, like, 3D action-adventure game, you want to probably think, like, oh, Jedi between... Or during Order sixty six or something, but they're doing that with Jedi Fallen Order already. But that's why. What if they, like, what could be cool is I would love an Assassin's Creed styled like bounty hunter game, Mm. right? Like where you play as a bounty hunter and you just go across the galaxy, like, like maybe you work for Jabba or maybe it's set during a different era or whatever, and you just go around like Mm -hmm. taking out different targets. Right, and it can be similar yeah. to Assassin's Creed. I don't know. I think Mara's Jade, Mara Jade game like Assassin's Creed would be fantastic. Given that Ooh, that would be Trump very cool. Kind of being an assassin to begin with, assuming they that would be very very cool. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what I was gonna say is Massive is responsible for Division One and Two, and supposedly they were uh, the main developers behind Assassin's Creed Revelations and Far Cry Three. Revelations was an all right Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, it wasn't. The I don't worst. know about. I've I've never played a Far Far Cry game, so like I don't know, and I didn't Far play Cry the di- either good. division games. I think okay. Far Cry Three is regarded to be very well, yeah. like very good. Yeah. Um. But obviously, I want them. I want EA to keep making a respawn specifically to keep making Jedi Fallen Order games. They gotta. Yeah. They gotta keep making those. Like I think they will. Like they've already said they're making one. Yeah. Um. I like something I'd love to see personally um, is I would love to see. I don't know what type of game I would want. I just I I kind of do. Um, I know that like it might not necessarily be possible now, depending on like how acquisitions and things work. But I've always wanted to see a Bethesda made Star Wars game that's similar in style to something like fallout or elder scrolls but set in the star wars universe where like you can pick your race at the beginning and it's very open world 
um whether they set it on like one planet or across i i feel like they need to have multiple planets i feel like they can't just do one planet um even if it's just set in like one galaxy yeah like but i feel like that could be really really fun right like um and just cool and i think it would lend itself well to star wars in general um i'd love to see bethesda take take it on it would always just be a question now of like since microsoft owns bethesda would that need to be an exclusive game and would disney be okay licensing out star wars to be an exclusive um on one of the consoles i i mean i still don't think that even if they're owned by microsoft doesn't mean they have to make an exclusive game yeah no and like if it's gonna be exclusive to xbox it's gonna it'll also be on pc so like True. Big audiences are, would already be exposed to that game, but also like the fact that Disney just or they're there's going Bethesda's making an Indiana Jones game. You know that could maybe True. be the basis of a relationship that grows into something else. And I did forget about maybe that. Make they could make another, they, like they could make another game with with a Lucasfilm property. So like they could make a Star yeah. Wars game. But um, that's cool. Given a. Uh... Well, on the topic of Microsoft-owned uh, developers, I think we should get the obvious one out of the way. The one that I want more than anything right now is uh, given that EA, you know, squandered their opportunity to have Bioware reboot KOTOR, I think now's the time for Obsidian to to do that. Make the, make KOTOR can, give it to Obsidian. They actually had a plan for, you know, a third game back in the day. and never got to do that, so I think now's their chance. Disney, you know, Star Wars can redeem itself with that. I mean, not to say it needs to, but I love. Yeah, I like. I I feel like we've talked about this before, and like I would love, because like I love Mass Effect. Like I think when we played Kotor, like I noticed some of the shortcomings I I had with that game were in comparison to Mass Effect, which was the natural progression of Kotor, um, at least on Bioware's side. I, I um, thought your problem was gameplay based rather than story based, though. Well, no, it was a mix. Remember, because I, I, like my biggest shortcomings with Kotor one and two were, one was like the gameplay and combat, where I feel like if they had, if they make it, like if Obsidian were to take Star Wars again now, I would hope they would make it more streamlined and actiony rather than like. Well, um, I mean, you you forget that it was made as a crpg with dice systems and stuff it wasn't meant to be no i well i'm not forgetting i i remember that and i know that i'm just saying like i think it would work better because like even look at like mass effect 1 versus mass effect 2 mass effect 2 is a lot more like actiony um with rpg elements and i feel like star wars just in general lends itself better to be a little bit more actiony um so i would want a more involved combat i think but on the other side um like I told you with like dialogue and like with consequences, I always felt like KOTOR didn't have enough consequences. I felt like the consequences only really manifested in like immediate consequence. Like you make a choice in that moment and there's a consequence because of the choice you made immediately. But there wasn't like Mass Effect skill consequences where it's like like every choice is like building to to more like like larger scale Fair. consequences and i feel but, i'd like to see that but in kotor's defense it was also made in the generation before that and they mass effects yeah. branching consequences are usually gain like they're 
the, the, the effect is felt in a game later. Whereas they didn't really True. have that opportunity with KOTOR because they both changed developers and probably hardware limitations prevented that. Yeah, but I'm thinking that's just what I'd like to see from a hypothetical okay. KOTOR reboot, remake, sequel, is I'd like to see it use a lot more of like what Bauer used with Mass Effect um, in terms of like harsher consequences, um, maybe a little bit more bigger um like grander scale like word world building and lore and like um okay i think but then again kotor had a good that, job yeah. with no, no, yeah. and then just like i think a more streamlined combat system because um like i tell you right now like because i i like rpgs um and like the closest thing i can compare that i've played to like kotor is xenoblade and I think Xenoblade's a lot more refined than KOTOR in terms of combat, but I would not want to play a, a like a a Xenoblade Star Wars game like in this generation. Like I think Star Wars deserves a a more accessible and a more um, a more involved combat oh, system than just I'm going to click something and watch the characters attack. The kind of facelift you're looking for then is would be akin to Final Fantasy VII to Final Fantasy VII's remake, yeah. That's what I was gonna yeah. suggest. Like, gl- give the co- both core to like original core, like Knights of the Pope, Robo Republic one and two, glow up sort of like how, uh, what Square did with Final Fantasy seven and Final Fantasy seven remake. That is what it would have to be. Like, I own the games, but I don't think I'll ever play them in their current state, just because yeah. of how dated it seems to me. Like that might that's my own like, like, and I respect the games. I I want the old Republic to become canon. That's and what I want new new continuity, and but it would take that sort of extreme sort of not reimagining, but like reintroduction into modern hardware for me to play the game and experience that story. Because like I bought that game ten years ago, used and. I even back then it felt like well I don't know like it it doesn't I'm sure it's great but it doesn't seem like it aged well but yeah, here's here's what I try to tell everyone you you shouldn't be wanting to play the Knights of the Republic games for the gameplay you should be playing it for the story absolutely but that doesn't mean the gameplay can't be engaging no but it's not just the gameplay it's the visuals too right like I mean, that's, to give credit where it's that's due. That's the first impression, right? For 2000, I think it's 2003, 2004, whenever KOTOR 1 first released, it looks fantastic relative to other games that came out around that yeah. time. But still could use an update. We're still like... Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but unfortunately, though, like, first impressions are everything now, right? And yeah, the game, and I can... that's the huge part of someone new to the game, like, to be engaged. It's got to look good. Yeah. It's got to feel good. So, like... I mean, like, let's be real, why Riley. Put, like, why put dozens of hours into a game if, like, if you don't, you're not going to have a great experience with well, like the main, and the, the, and that's the main th- part of the game, right? And that's the thing is, like, Riley, like, I understand, like, I, I, and like, we're all older gamers, like, we've all been playing games since we were kids, and like, even for us, we look at something like Kotor, and we're like, yeah, like, we could see how it's dated, but like, think about like modern gamers and how entitled some of them are, like. We just played through Last of Us 2. Beautiful game. And people, (laughs) 
like literally people on boards are like complaining about how ugly the game is same with like final fantasy 7 remake like these games are like to the point where like designers are like spending hours and hours like making sure that every hair on cloud's head flows in the wind and then you got some like loser online who's like ugly game and it's like, oh, like okay with Halo well, infinite yeah so it's like if people exactly so if people are complaining about that i don't think that you're going to be able to handle kotor 2 models yeah okay again another thing i wanted to fan like the one thing i liked like i you made good points about mass effect and the branching like the branching consequences and stuff the one thing i'll always like with kotor over mass effect is it allows you to actually be evil instead of just a dick yes that's true i did really appreciate that about kotor I did enjoy when my skin became gray and I did horrible things and all my party members were like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I wanted to, so like kind of going back to something I said earlier, what, something I'd like to see like really badly in the future of Star Wars is I'd like to see a game where we play as a character from the actual movies. Like I... My pipe dream, of course, is for them to spin off something like Jedi Fallen Order into like a Sith sub-series and tell us the, the origins of Sheev Palpatine when he was younger. That's like my pipe dream. But like, I'd love a game where you play as Han Solo or Luke Skywalker like between 6 and 7. Oh. Like, like, like an Obi-Wan We would have got that, Riley. Star Wars thirteen thirteen. There was supposed to be a Darth Maul game at one point, right? Like, Ooh, I feel man. like, I feel like there's so much untapped potential with the characters from the actual. Like, how about like a game that tells the story of like Count Dooku and Qui Gon Jinn, and like when they start to stray away from the philosophies of the Jedi. Like, like why can't we have stories like that told in a game media? Like, why does it have to be comics and novels? Like, I'd love to see development for these characters in a game well i think part of the reason it might be more difficult in a game is because voice acting costs considerably more than just writing writing a character's dialogue in print i mean fine but it's disney i'm that's not an excuse i wonder though if they did if they went that route with say a count dooku qui-gon game if they get Liam Neeson reprises role. Well, I guess he wouldn't be Liam Neeson. Is, are you talking like Count Dooku training Qui Gon or them? Yeah, like, like when they were younger. But like how much younger? Like him as a Padawan or like him as a knight hit going on an adventure with Dooku? It could be when he was a knight, which they wouldn't necessarily need Neeson. They can get somebody else, and then they they have Christopher Lee's. North? No, they already have Christopher Lee's voice double from Kingdom Hearts. They can just get him to do it. Corey Burton. Yeah, Corey Burton. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he's not doing anything anymore. Final Fantasy VII Remake axed him as Cloud. He's got to I hold on he, to, to Ansem the Wise. I think he does a lot of voice acting. He, he does. He's actually prolific. a very... Yeah, he's very prolific. He he has constant work. <laughs> not just in video games. I'm pretty sure Corey Burton also is like live action. Or not live he action. Is. He's uh, animation and stuff too, right? He Probably definitely transformer stuff. The other thing, well, no, actually, I was gonna, I was gonna start talking about kind of like shows, but that's a different topic. Let's just continue with games. Yeah, I want, like, I if Star Wars Squadrons never got made, I would have said like 
reboot Rogue Squadron because Rogue Squadron games on GameCube and or the N sixty four one and the the two sequels on GameCube were really 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 good. And there was even a Road School Rogue Squadron four that was almost done on Wii that never got released because Factor Five shut down. And but now Star Wars Squadrons is the pilot sort of Star Wars. Uh, fighter pilot game now so like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be different enough i don't think rogue squadron would be different enough to uh squadrons i think they're Even... different types of games though yeah rogue but squadron like squadron more more like an on rails sort of star foxy thing whereas yeah squadron is more of a flight sim i feel yeah it is but like i would i feel like though like the the it, it serves the same purpose almost but, yeah, they're very similar types of games. Um, yeah, but also like, as a kid, I I would I, I would like. I'm happy they brought back Star Wars Episode One Racer recently. Like they, they they brought that back out. I think it's on all platforms. That was a fun game, but like I I just want to see like cool, sort of innovative, Star Wars. Like I want Star Wars to expand outside of the IPs or the, the genres that we think of like yeah. obviously it would be great to have uh, another Knights of the Old Republic type game or a third part or a third person action adventure or of maybe they can take another kick at the can and try to redeem Battlefront but like I think it would be cool to have a tactical RPG so what you're saying Wars. like an XCOM or Fire Emblem sort of thing Yes. Oh, and that I would be think, cool. And I think Give it it's Square Enix. My no, nah, I'd rather have intelligent systems make it. To be honest with you, or, or uh, but intelligent systems aren't they owned by Nintendo? Yeah, why not? It's dream. We're we're. Uh, I'm taking this is like dream, the like dream scenario here for me. I don't want Star Wars Waifu Simulator. I'm sorry. I don't. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I love I Fire Emblem, but but like, you know what I think or, we need, or just or like even. Ubisoft's making it. Give it to the Mario and Rabbids team, oh. or uh, the X. No, the, the Mario and Rabbids was a fantastic tactical RPG. Yeah, it was a fun game. They it made, was. It was definitely a give it to a, a, give the project to a team that is experienced in making these types of games. And I think how about a? Hmm? I was gonna say how about no no finish your thought because I'm gonna change it change up what we're talking about. It'd be cool like. If it was set in clone in the Clone Wars and like you're the, I guess uh, I guess the main character would be a jet the Jedi general or a or the captain of whatever. You play as the narrator from Clone Wars, the like guy with the mustache, <laughs> <laughs> the tactics and then, guy, and then you just go across the galaxy and you, yeah, like I think that would be. That'd really cool. cool game, and I think it would be unique. Or just like get a uh, get Blizzard to make a Star Wars game, like uh, like Overwatch. I think that would be cool, like a hero based first person shooter, or just a first yeah, yeah. or a cool. um, or an even more like hardcore tactical art. Uh, what would you classify StarCraft as? What genre is that? An RTS. Yeah. Sorry. Star Wars RTS would be Blizzard cool. I think Blizzard is a bit too proud to ever work on an IP that isn't theirs. 
But in regards to yeah, an RTS, I, I agree. I thought about that, and I think uh, a developer that could probably do a good job with that is Relic. Like they did Dawn of War and Company Heroes. Mm-hmm. I think they. Well, could I think. Fairly... Oh, sorry, go on. No, go finish your thought because mine I again. Saying, is... I think they would do a very good job with that, and they also. I, I mean, they might. I think I don't actually know if they've done anything since Dawn of War, but Dawn of War Three was kind of eh. Could be a good way to redeem themselves, get them some goodwill again. Uh, also, sorry, I just want to say one more thing in regards to strategy on this topic. I think a uh, like a Crusader King sort of Star Wars game would be pretty cool, like a grand strategy game dealing with mm-hmm. lineages and stretching countries cool. for thousands of years worth of uh, gameplay. Yeah, instead of like managing countries, cool. you're managing like planets Planetary and systems. systems and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, so I got a pitch for you. All right. Platforming Star Wars game starring Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I think the only way that's acceptable is, again, that's, uh, making it like Super Meat Boy, where you can die in horrible ways over and over. But the thing is, though, with Star Wars, like, the Lego Star Wars games kind of already... That is true. Like, they kind of already, like, fit that... They're that, not hardcore that... platformers. No, they're not, but, like, they're platformers with a bunch of characters, and you go through like it. It's multiplayer. It's cooperative. Like it is true. <laughs> yeah. Now, but... um, the there is like you were talking about like how, like different genres and stuff, and like wanting to see it explore outside of different genres. Um, there is one company I really want to see take on Star Wars, and I think they could kind of offer that, which is um, Platinum Games. Because Platinum Games has everything they've taken on has been like incredible. Um and they usually do like Devil May Cry style, like beat 'em up, like um hack and slash games. And I think that could be really cool with Star Wars. As long as they put more effort into that than they did with Transformers Devastation, then (laughs) I will be all right with that, because that game was very disappointing. But I don't think Disney would allow allow something like that to happen. Not anymore, at least. Um, another like I know this is these won't be new games, but things I want to see at some point would be reboots or reimaginings of Star Wars Bounty Hunter, which starred Jango Fett, which is an very good game that's often very underrated. Had a lot of fun have to play that one. Kid. Have that on on Xbox. I, I've been willing, uh, waiting it to. Doesn't hold up as well nowadays, but it's still cool. Like being able mm-hmm. to scan for your bounty, find them, either murder them or like capture them with the the, the rope uh, the rope launcher thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Dark Forces and the Jedi Knight series those could use a uh, a reboot. Those are those are really good games. Like I think honestly, like I think Id could probably do a good job. Some Id or well, I know the uh, the team that's doing like the Indiana Jones game is Machine being worked games. on by the yeah the Wolfenstein yeah. developers. But, but I think that's going to be so good. That has yeah. that has potential to be amazing. I'm trying to think of. I I know it's a bit of a contentious uh, topic right now, but I think. 
I wouldn't mind having CD Projekt Red take on Star Wars. I know a lot of people didn't like Cyberpunk. I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. I think a Star Wars game a lot that of sort of that kind of RPG yeah. could be pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, the pops possibilities, like like being like uh, like it'd be interesting to have like it, basically copy Cyberpunk. Honestly, like it, I know people like you said, like it's controversial, but the aesthetic of that, like imagine being like on the on. Like a, like, like a, a Coruscant, on Coruscant. Like Coruscant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like on the, the lower cool. levels and just like going through life on the uh, lower levels of Cor- Coruscant. Like, I I'm all for that. I'm kind of I get tired of it always being Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. I am 100 percent okay with playing as a regular random regular person. person. Yeah, in the Star Wars universe, it could be it could be about Death Sticks guy. Yep, his life. Death Sticks dealer, the Star Wars. Nerd. It could it, the game can start off like literally have the scene where. Obi or Obi Wan tells him to reconsider his life, and the whole game is about you turning your life around. I feel I like <laughs> I feel like you're like as much as this is a joke. I feel like it does highlight the biggest thing about Star Wars right now, which is there's so much untapped potential. Like even even as Disney has acquired um, Star Wars, they haven't really done much. To explore outside of like the typical Star Wars story beats and like, um, like, um, genres and stories, and I feel like there's still so much room to explore things that we haven't seen, and especially with games and finally like getting away from EA, like they can do a lot of that, and it does seem like Disney's in this point right now where they're they're being a little bit more experimental um, and trying out a bunch of different things. So I'd, I'd love to see something like and that. I, and I just thought about something. And I don't think Riley's going to like this, but the only knock against the old Republic being like that era coming back in is that this new timeline that Disney released with the High Republic issue one comic book is they, 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 they had their they released their timeline image and they split Star Wars into multiple different eras and the only eras that they they only basically only had High Republic takes place 150 years before the events of Phantom Menace. Yeah. And then the timeline end ended with Rise of Skywalker. So that's I think 60 years after uh after Phantom Menace, right? Yeah. Yes. Roughly, so that's 210 years of Star Wars that I think that they're focusing on right now. They don't want to explore anything beyond that. They want to flesh that time period up, flesh that out. I see. I maybe they work on something else. But that's I, the beauty. I don't of nec- Okay, you first. Oh, okay. I I don't necessarily agree with that. I honestly think they're just like, like I don't think that was the point of it. I think it was just like the High Republic is something they're doing right now and. Um, so obviously they're going to put it on the timeline. And I think the reason that the High Republic was a time period they chose to explore ultimately was again to play it safe and explore Yoda's history. Because that's what the... Like, let's be real. That's why they're doing High Republic. They're not doing it for any other reason other than that's Yoda's stories. And they can tell more stories with Yoda. Like, it's not... They still haven't... 
gone to a time period that has no connection to anything from the Skywalker saga at all. Like everything comes back to it. Like old Republic will be, which I do fully believe they will go to old Republic at some point, especially with the Revan merch showing up. Um, it seems like they're, they're, they're getting ready for it. There's lots of rumors, but I think even like now, like everything's so tied, even like Mandalorian is so tied to like the Skywalker saga in terms of what it's fleshing out. The old Republic would be so far removed that like there is no connection and they have to trust that. That was my point is like that because it was so far removed, they had so much creative license to do what they wanted with that, with their game. I think that's a good thing. I think having it set super far apart from these timelines that Disney wants to work on makes for more creative outings in the universe. Yeah. I I don't necessarily disagree. It, and it doesn't seem like it would be like that big of a risk for Disney to go back to Knights of the Old Republic, specifically those games, and like they can just the the kind of nice thing about what the way Star Wars is now with the canon is that you have this massive like shelf of all these stories you can tell that aren't canon unless like the hmm. the old canon right hmm. you can just it's a very pull the optimistic book. way of talking about you the erasure just... of my favorite stories but keep going i know but like you can just like something like knights of the old republic because it's so far removed and it's like has no ties to anything currently going on now in this 160 year span so they can just pluck that off the shelf put it in and that becomes a a like the game opens the doors to an entire era of star wars that can be that stories that can be told they can tell those in movies they can tell those in other games i think that is and like that can happen once they like once they're done working on or once they're content with working with the work they're doing now like that's I like think, the that is like the the ace in the hole sort of thing. I agree with you, and I think like that's why they've waited so long to do Old Republic, is because ultimately, the Old Republic is going to be, like they could build the Old Republic to be something as big as the current era we've been exploring. Like they could tell tons of stories there, and especially when you think of like the original Kotor, think of how much lore was introduced in that KOTOR that became like the history of the old Star Wars um, lore, right? Like, and that's something I'm sure that they're thinking like, if we bring in Knights of the Old Republic, they might alter some of that lore. And they're probably really thinking about like, which pieces of lore do we want to alter? Which do we actually want to introduce in Knights of the Old Republic? Which do we want to flesh out into other media? Because like the Mandalorian Wars can be a whole story in itself, right? Like they can make a whole giant thing about that they can they can go over like revan and malik's like um but like betrayal of the jedi up to their rise and malik's defeat like that doesn't have to be one game like they can tell a lot of stories and they might do that in movies they might do that in comics they might do that in games um, but there's a lot they can do with that era and considering what they did with thrawn where thrawn was reintroduced he got new stories, but he kept a lot of his characterization, and there was a lot of inspiration taken from they didn't keep what his he confidence, was... though. Unfortunately, they they didn't. They reworked some of how he was. Um, 
to fit with the like new canon, but like ultimately they did keep the spirit of Thrawn alive. And I have I haven't read the original Thrawn trilogy or the new Thrawn trilogy or the 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 sequels to the, the new Thrawn trilogy, but I have heard that the new Thrawn stories are like very well written. Um, and are well, very they good. The same, they, they got the same author who did the original. Exactly. So, so I'm. Uh, that's my only hope is that like that they will show the same kind of respect to Knights of the Old Republic as they did to Thrawn. But I I do think they're probably looking at like this time, like unlike with the EU, this time when they bring in Old Republic, they want it to be like a massive event. They don't want it to just be like here's some game that explores yeah. a timeline of the of star wars that we never looked at before like they want to like make a franchise out of that era and they have a character who can carry that right like they already have revan who so many people love that it's just going to bring it in but they have to also be careful because if they're going to be changing things they have to really figure out what they can change what they can't change what will translate well what won't um and they're probably stressed about it, but I I do think like they should have games around that era when it does come. I think we've talked about this before. I think one change they might make to make keep it more in line with to make it lore friendly at least for the other stuff like the their movies is they might uh, reduce uh, Nihilus's power level a little bit. Yeah, which makes me sad, but whatever. I don't like the idea of that. Getting back, but getting back to game pitches, like the last, like the only other thing that I can think about, like that I would want is like I want Star Wars to continue their VR initiative and just keep making stories, episodic stories like Vader Immortal, but with other characters in Star Wars. I think it would be cool Could to be have cool. a bounty, a VR bounty hunter game, or like. Uh, you know, a, a like Han Solo game would be cool, but like, or I, I want a, I want to know more about what happens in like I just want content, video games. I guess for the sake of our discussion, video games, be more games be set between episode six and seven, because the or between episode. Uh, or I guess between High Republic and One, because I think those those are the two biggest gaps of time that don't have any story now. So just put compelling, uh, put compelling uh, uh, storylines written by competent people and developed by talented staff, and just Disney. If Disney, if you thought right now Disney was a marketing and friggin <laughs> if they were a uh, a money making machine star wars isn't running on all on all cylinders yet yeah. i think it's running like, on half a cylinder at this point they, they could be so much more like look what disney does with frozen look what they do with their like or, or like toy story or like their 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 evergreen properties they spent a lot of money on Star Wars. Yeah, they made a lot of money in toys. Like, they made their investment back in toys, like, in two years. But, like, imagine when everything is running at once. The amount, yeah. and now the fact that that EA contract, that restricted them from making 
as much money as possible. The fact that any studio hypothetically could be making a Star Wars game, like the amount of uh, the amount of games we could be getting in five, ten years would be incredible. It's gonna feel like the era pre, uh, uh, like basically pre. I'd say even pre Force Unleashed, where like you had all these awesome games in different genres that uh, don't necessarily compete with each other, and like there's something for everyone. And I think that is where the uh, where the Star Wars IP has to go. Like it has to yeah. go everywhere. I have. Oh, honest... Sorry, I have two more ideas for games that I just thought of now. Oh, okay, I was actually I was gonna say that that would have been a good close, but why don't you why don't you okay. share? Well, I think well. One thing that I've realized Star Wars doesn't get a lot of is horror representation. I think a Star Wars horror game could be interesting. I know I've I've always wanted to see like a Vader, Vader style horror horror movie where he's like he's like the slasher, villain like the mm. slasher. Uh, yeah, killer, that would be cool. Hunting down. That could be a VR know. experience too. Like that could be a that could be like that. VR game. I was even thinking it could be like a Dead by Daylight Friday the Thirteenth game where it's like four people playing as people running from Vader, one person playing as Vader. I know that's kind of gimmicky. But that sort of idea, I think, could be fun. Yeah. And though the coup de gras, I think, would be a Rockstar-developed Star Wars game. I think that has a lot of potential. I think that would have to be, if they were going to do something like that... Sorry, I just had something in my throat. Um, if they were going to do something like a, a Rockstar-developed, I would love to see that in like the Coruscant Underworld. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. If you no, that's like, okay. Or like, or like a no. Like I just that thought... could be that could that could be the bounty hunter game. Yeah, Rockstar yeah. rebooting Star Wars bounty hunter. Actually, that would yeah. be really cool. That would definitely be cool. <laughs> they might have to. Um, yeah, cut, but... They might not be able to make it M because I don't think Disney would want that. But have you never know. Disney Disney is definitely opening up to those ideas, especially with the announcement that Deadpool three. Is going to be an M or an R-rated movie? Like you never know. True. Um, because Star Wars at this point is its own genre, and there's going to be opportunity for everything. Um, I do think, though, like just looking at time, like I do think we've exhausted this topic quite well. Um, unless there's any final thoughts. EU forever. Oh, I th- It will I, uh, live forever in the memories of yep. people. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that one. Hey, oh, wait. We forgot one major Star Wars thing that we didn't talk about, actually. Oh? Thing in the memories of people made me reminded me. Especially now that Star Wars exclusive DEA, maybe we can get Star Wars popping up in Kingdom Hearts sometime in the future. <laughs> of course you would say that. <laughs> that would be that would be nice. It is still my dream to see the emperor trying to like tempt like Riku into like join the dark side and Sora being like no, I know in my heart that Riku is good and the and Palpatine just being like shut up kid like Anyway. Uh, Any closing thoughts? The future of Star Wars gaming seems pretty bright, assuming they don't fuck it up. Well, pardon my pardon my French. Hey, that's your one bomb. You got it. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited to see um, 
see what they can do with Star Wars. Um, and if they can ever top the greatest Star Wars experience of us playing Disney Infinity and beating up Kylo Ren with Darth Vader and Darth Maul. <laughs> Good times. Well, I think with that, yep. it's about we'll, time to wrap the podcast up. So yep, we'll close it up. Um, so thank you for listening. Yep. If you have that. any ideas for topics, like leave them in the comments. Um, and yeah, have May a the force be with everybody. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs>